Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2023. Unbelievable. I'm trapped in the mountains. Man, I can't wait yeah, you to look, get out. You look miserable. Yeah, I'm you look lying. miserable. <laughs> He's like glowing. You guys, literally, <laughs> you'll you'll see it if you look on Instagram, but Scott's background yeah. is snow, mountains, and a there's like a mansion behind you. Uh, and a bridge. Well, I don't know. There's like a bridge, and then it looks like a mansion. Listen, you know... Uh, you know, we've been coming here for 22 years and, uh, you know, we, we love it. And, uh, it's, uh, it gets harder <laughs> to leave every single year. It gets harder and harder Scott, to leave. What? You can't see it like we can. What? There's literally, what? Danielle, can you see that's like a giant, beautiful mountain behind I know, it's yeah. gorgeous. Snow-capped yeah. mountain. Like yes. literally. There it is. Scott, we need to make this episode or this podcast like number one this whole year so we can just buy a house out there. How about that? Yes, yes. <laughs> we need it. We need an I am all in 
House. House. Yeah, <laughs> it's our here. winter. Our eye. It's where we winter. And then we can do our uh, celebrity ski competitions. Oh yeah, actually, that's a rad idea for charity. And we can do all that. I know all these people here. We can get it together. It'll be fun. Have you always been a skier? Sorry to digress. We'll get to the since, episode since I was seven years old. Whoa. Yep. It's your, is that your f- main favorite sport? Other Absolutely. than baseball, obviously. Baseball. I, don't, I don't care for baseball anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> Which it's, is super weird because you're a professional. That's like I, been there, I get it, that. though. Because like baseball was a job. Skiing's fun, you know? Skiing's I fun. Right. always forget that you were a professional baseball player. And I keep trying to forget. And <laughs> keep reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> No, anyway. that, that was a great experience. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to belittle it. It was a great experience. It taught me how to win. It yeah. taught me how to succeed. It really Discipline? did. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't mess around, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like, it, it set me on a better course for my life. Oh, you know? that's so cool. I, I'm yeah. very grateful for that experience. Looking back on it, seven years of of frustration, not, not all frustration, but the last two were very frustrating because I wasn't getting to where I thought I deserved to be, but that's life, you know? And, uh, um, that was another lesson. So it was, it was just chock full of lessons throughout those entire seven years that later in my life, you know, helped me to become successful in other fields. Yeah. It's a generalization, but I would say like, rarely when you like an athlete, are you ever like, Hey, work harder to the athlete. They always are like, Oh, I can do that. I'll do that. Yep. I'll be there. I'm always, they're always on time. They're always, right. they're just right. very. Right. Especially for a team regiment. sport. You can't let your other, your, the rest of right. your team down. Got to show up. Right. Team play, all team play, all that stuff. Right. Don't take any of the credit. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. It's important. It's important stuff. You know, well, traditional American values yeah. stuffed down my throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to have an abrupt conversation change, but this episode was wow. out of control. <laughs> what is going on with season four? Amazing. Wow. And it sweeps. Remember, these are the, this is the biggest of the season. I, I was, it was staggering. It was mm-hmm. a staggeringly great episode. It was just, I mean, I watched it on my phone. I didn't bring my computer with me. I watched it on my phone and it was just bigger than life. It yeah. Was, yeah. Well, so I have a weird story. I, there was a chance I wasn't going to be here today because I had something else at the same time as we were recording it. So Danielle changed the schedule, but I wanted to watch it just to be sure, just in case it worked out. So last right. night at midnight, I watched the episode. I didn't take notes or anything, though. So I just watched it. Well, then this morning at like 7 a.m., I get the text that, okay, we worked it out. You can be on. I watched it literally again. It was like a fresh episode. Like, you yeah. can you could literally watch it, hit start again, and I think it would be just as enjoyable. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's... It was just firing on all cylinders, all characters, mm-hmm. all great, just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. Um, you couldn't, I mean, every time you started to laugh, you had to stop to listen to another line because totally. it was going to yeah. be funny. And it was totally. And that's why people watch it so many times because it's like, I missed that joke. I missed, I, you know what I was doing a lot? I was hitting my reverse 10 second yes. thing on my phone just to hear the joke again because I missed because- a little bit of it. 
the banter is so fast yes. and you miss a lot of TJ's great lines. Like oh. he's really, because oh. he's dry. And so oh. the scenes with you and him were so amazing. His father's son to the max. I mean, mm -hmm. you could see all that, that genius talent. Oh my God, that is that inherited. so true? You know, the way, just even the way he walked and yeah. the way he just leaned on an elbow on the counter and looked up at me bobbed his head a little. I mean, it was just like, it was so Dom DeLuise. Totally. His son, and what a great performance. I just, just loved it. And the timing, and I, you know, I took a hit in this episode. I got called a name, right? So I was like, oh. so we're going <laughs> to get have, to that. I know. You we know. have so much to get into. But it's like, yeah, uh, Danielle, take it away. Uh, just This, this is going to be the greatest synopsis of all time. Go ahead. <laughs> So no much pressure. Okay, no season four, episode 13, Nag Hammadi is where they found the agnostic gospel. Air date, February 10th, 2004. Jess is still in town and keeps running away from Rory, but then he finally says how he really feels. Plus, that was, I, I know, we'll, we'll get to it. Plus, he makes Luke feel awful about wanting to fix everything. Liz brings her boyfriend TJ to town and brings hope to Luke that maybe she will be okay. Lorelai and Jason pretend to be together at the benefit per Emily's request. So much. There's so much. So, There's so much. It's just, it's so much going on. So before we go in order, Scott, what's your overall on this episode? Just like how it made you feel, the performances, the story. All A plus, all great. Um, you know, it flowed beautifully. It, it had this pace that it kept um, it was a very spirited pace, um, which I like, uh, it never really slowed down, Yeah, but it never felt rushed. Yeah. It just felt kind of exciting and fun. Um, it was like 10 mini plays each scene. I was like, Whoa. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I, I just think what Amy's doing and what Amy and Dan are doing is now they have three seasons, three plus seasons to draw from. Yeah. So they're using it at their, uh, at their leisure and yeah. making this show and elevating this season. I mean, this season, you know, season four couldn't be season four without the first three seasons. Right. And right. you know, all of these, they're not only are they doing the, all the great pop culture references, but they're doing, they're referencing the first three seasons. Yeah. And it's paying off every single line mm -hmm. so i I've, I've never seen a show that's so full and so packed and so dense the only other show like that to me is the west wing it's mm. the only other one where i'm like wow it's just so dense right but even like a lot, in this lot one, of laughs in that show a lot of laughs well first People of all there there are some a lot, a lot of laughs there, right there are there are some i'm, there are know, some. Get, I, I'm getting a little territorial right now <laughs> no i didn't say one was better i just said it's they they remind me of each other but I even thought no, Kirk in this episode. Excellent show. Excellent yeah. show. West Kirk in this one is Kirk at his best because it's funny and Kirkish without ever like going, that's not, no one's doing that. Do you know what I, I mean? Use Everything a, I could was... use a couple of more waffles over there in the kitchen. Oh. oh. Could I, uh, Some waffles could I next to the mountain. Waffles? Living that yeah. vacation life. What's up? I, just, I had two very early. Nick and I got up very early and had waffles at like, seven o'clock but now i'm famished you know I, I, I need a couple of more waffles anyway sorry yes um i i want to go on record to say that i take back 
a lot that I said last episode when I was so over Jess. Like, I was so just done with him. And this episode, I just got hooked right back in. Yeah. He looked good, too. He's just so cool. Oh, God. Even in that jalopy of a car, I'm like, you're a babe. That kid's a movie star. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. He's a movie star. You cannot not look at him. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I know he's done some films, um, but I think he's yet to do, you know, he's, he, there, there's a movie career out there for him. Yeah. That's funny. He, yeah. He hasn't had his like, where he just suddenly becomes a movie star. But in the same breath, I don't want just two hours of him. I want like a whole year, you know, like I like him being in a series. Right. Like, right. But to me, I think like, okay, so Ryan Gosling, like why Milo can be Ryan Gosling to me. Like Ryan Gosling, you're like, he's a movie star. Like that's Milo. Right. Right. Just saying. Yeah. No, I, I, I think he's, it's still possible for him. I think to- he oh, just, totally. I, he's just so solid, you know, he's totally. so good. He's so solid. Um, so I actually like the previously, you know, when they're like previously, because I think it kind of just reminds you, we're going to get some Jess in this episode. We're going to get some Jason in this episode. They remind us about Rory saying, I may have loved you. They reiterate who Liz is. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I-, I like that as a way to start. It it draws me in. I, 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 I think all of the, the Jess stuff has never been more powerful because mm-hmm. he's never had more to do. He's confronting his mother or avoiding his mother. He's mm-hmm. confronting Luke mm-hmm. and reading Luke the riot act and telling him, which was a devastating uh, scene, by the way. Um, because it was had truth to it. Because he wasn't wrong. Yeah. He wasn't I, I want to repeat what you said. He had more to do. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Every character had so much to do. That I yeah. think it's why I felt like, oh, I'm so satisfied. Right, right. Nothing was wasted. I mean, you've never seen Milo that way. Mm-hmm. You've never seen Luke. I'm sorry, Jess that way. You've never seen uh, Luke that way. You've never but seen even drunk. Gypsy. Oh, yeah. drunk Luke. Right. Drunk Luke. Right. Drunk right. Luke. But even Gypsy was served a purpose. Babette, her scene served a purpose because even though they went there because they're freezing, obviously Mm -hmm. it furthered the Jess storyline. Everybody, Kirk, everybody served a purpose. Jason, Liz, TJ. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. And even, even a lot for uh, Liz, tons of stuff to do for Liz. Totally. Even we'll go to the beginning with they're so cold, right? They're so cold because the window's broken which was so important because it led us to why it gets Luke over there for that tender, beautiful scene between the two of them. Where you're just like, these two people are in love. Like, why, why are you wasting my time? Yeah, with that else? scene also set up Jess and Rory too, though, because she, was, she asked, she was like, do you think he froze, froze to death in the car? You know, like she, <laughs> right. it, it just is setting that up too, that she still kind of cares. Boy, that that you know that Dane's bloodline man causing some. <laughs> they're stirring it that's, up, aren't they? That's the thing as like a writer that I could never do. I mean, I'm not a writer. I'm saying I admire writers because when you're crafting the story, 
Somebody has to think, oh, the window will be broken. And as a result of that, like, that's where I'm like, oh, how do they do that? Right, right. Um, Because I was so like, this window thing is so, why are they, what's going on? And then you're like, oh, but it was so important. Right. The the babies. Getting syrup syrup on my waffles. It's an important Yeah, it must be a nice life for you right now. That's fine. (laughs) We'll just keep working here with no food. I'll be with you. I, in ate, a a ba- I ate a banana and Scott's having a gourmet meal, but that's fine. Yeah. Wait, gourmet by the waffle. way, I'll do yeah. a little fashion while you're while you're getting your breakfast. Thank set. you. Thank you so, very much. Rory's sweater, amazing. She had that like really cute, cozy wraparound sweater. But Lorelai, there we'll talk about it, but there was a moment where Lorelai's walking in the blue puffer. Perfect. And the su- she's walking through Scarlet Hollow towards Kirk. The sun is shining behind her long brown hair. I literally was like, she's le- legit glowing like an angel. Well, it was that we have to get that on freeze frame on Instagram because I'm like, oh my gosh, she looked, she's so cute. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Now I did think it was very dangerous that they were using the oven for warmth, and nobody should do that. Yeah, but it did. It did. Uh, it 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 it's. <laughs> It gave birth to one of the great lines about Sylvia Plath. Maybe she was just cold. <laughs> oh, and, and the she thing. Fell asleep, <laughs> First know. of all, I just wrote down the joke about the penguins need a coat. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. The penguins need a coat. And then they set up that you're going to come fix it, which became important throughout, you know, and then. And Lane's still on, sleeping on the couch. <laughs> totally, which I'm jumping ahead, but it's a very sweet scene between Lorelai and Lane. Where she says, mm-hmm. like, I'm heading to town. Do you need yeah. anything? And she says, has she asked? That's v- There's just that so many, sweet. like, sweet moments. But anyway, so then we realize there's so much traffic in Stars Hollow. <laughs> Jess is pushing that car. What car is that? Does anyone know what kind of car that actually is? Wasn't it a Comet or a Rambler? It's bad. An, an old Comet Rambler? It's bad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just looks it's broken. Needs a carburetor. Shout out to Astor Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astor Pro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. 
From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Christine Taylor. And I'm David Lasher. Uh, David and I starred in a little show in the 90s called Hey Dude. And now we're teaming up once again as the hosts of a new iHeart podcast, Hey Dude, the 90s Called. Do you remember the Motorola flip phone? Do you remember going to Blockbuster? Do you remember Nintendo 64? Do you remember getting frosted tips? Was that a cereal? No, it was hair. Do you remember AOL Instant Messenger and the dial-up sound like Poltergeist? Do you remember when we dated... Okay, save that for the podcast. (laughs) We're going to use Hey Dude as our jumping off point, but we are going to unpack and dive back into the decade of the 90s. We lived it, and now we're calling on all of our friends to come back and relive it. Each episode will rival the feeling of taking out the cartridge from your Game Boy, blowing on it, and popping it back in as we take you back to the 90s. So, listen to Hey Dude, the 90s called on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. First of all, can you remember doing that scene? Because it's like, nope. it might as well have been a dance number with the three guys pushing and then you got to walk up yeah. and Kirk's got to hit his mark. And the whole thing was like, literally a chorus line. I don't remember and- one moment of filming any of that scene, <laughs> that, that episode. It shocked me. I said, I did Jess's- that? I was doing that? Wow. <laughs> Jess's car is in 1969 AMC ambassador. But anyway, <clears throat> so you, that is not an easy scene. I mean, obviously they could cut, but like they're pushing that car. No, that's a real car. And then you have to walk. First of all, you're driving the truck. All those people are driving. So there's cars being driven and having to hit their marks while they're pushing this jalopy. Yeah, it can't be um, easy. No, but you got you know it's you just have a bunch of people working together to make it happen. It's it's easier than you think. And harder than you think. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, it's both. Um, 
because when it goes wrong, when it goes bad, it goes really bad. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like the outtakes are pretty funny because it's like it all goes south. Like, and it's just like it's hysterical because it's so bad. It just doesn't when it doesn't work. It doesn't work like beautifully, you know. Right, because <laughs> driving a car, you can't even like. So say you know how you guys have your marks or whatever, like hit your mark. Yeah. If you're driving a car, it's all you can see in a little duct taped X. Yeah. 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 That's the key. That's the, you know, that's the key to television acting. It's hitting your marks. Yeah. It's like, you have to do what you need to do. um, Body language wise to convey or whatever psychological gestures you are going to come up with that happen in the moment. And that all has to be accomplished before you hit that mark. Oh, and then it, you hit that mark and there's another mark. So yeah, it is. It's a dance. Does it not floor. seem like there's too much in the brain? Like I would be like my brain cannot walk, talk, chew gum, hit the mark, yeah. move the plate, serve but the burger, can. But it hold can. the cat. Like I just, oh. No, but it can. You can do it because every, it's like you're fully functioning. You know, your <laughs> brain is operating. Your emotions are open. Everything's flowing. Uh, it's really, look. The, I think, the, I think the you floor, can do it. Look, the, the floor of the diner or whatever scene we're doing is, you know, we all have colored tape. Uh, you know, I, I'm lime green, Lorelai's red. Right. Or, you know, everybody has their own color tape. If we're doing four or five people in the scene, that floor and it's movement, <laughs> that floor <laughs> is just like covered in colored tape. Okay. And that's your dance floor. And you got to know, you got to know where you're going. And you do because you rehearse it a couple of times and you just kind of know it. You kind of no. get it, and it's, I, it's and you I just think if everybody could be an sort actor, of slide into your mark. I think you if know? everybody could be an actor, everybody would be because who doesn't want to do it? But like, no, I couldn't do it. Well, if no. you love it and and you want to be great at it, not saying that you're <laughs> going to be great at it, but if you want to be great at it, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna slide into your mark, and you're gonna just do it, you know, and and you know, I have I have a. I digress on, or I interject with this question. When you went to do the show you just did, Sullivan's Crossing, did I get that? Yeah, yeah. You hadn't acted in a minute. Is it like riding a bike or like? Yeah, it's been a, it was a while, yeah. What, is it like riding a bike or did you have to like, like were you stiff at first or like bad? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody hit him with a hammer. We can't even Or does it come back breathing. to you like you naturally know how to do it? Uh, Scott, uh, yeah. Can you try it with a little bit of feeling? <laughs> I feel like it's riding a bike. Is it like riding a bike? Yeah. So you get out there and you it, you know what to do. Well, it was a different. Sh- it's a different show. It's different writing. It calls upon the actors to do different things. It's a far more emotional show. You know, it's 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 actors emoting a lot. Yeah. So, so is this. Oh, no, 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 no. Really? This is a lot of talking. And yes, okay. I, I, I agree with you. You have to feel it. It's, it's, it's draining, but it's, but Sullivan's crossing was just like, you know, I'm going to have to cry today three times. Oh, whoa. It's, it's that show whoa. where it's just deeply emotional. And these characters are deeply affected by one another. And it's, a, it's, it's what's referred to as a romantic drama. So I didn't know that I could do that in front of a camera as frequently as I was called upon to do it, it surprised mm. me that I could do it. Mm. And I realized I could do it in the first couple of days. Cause the, it was like, cry, 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 break down, cry. And I'm like, are they kidding me with this? 
<laughs> and uh, I just, you just do it. And I just feel the older you get, the easier acting becomes because you get, you know yourself better. Uh, it, it really is about being comfortable in front of a camera and not being intimidated by it, but like knowing how to use the camera, you know, it's so, I mean, at this point, it's just, I'm not saying it's easy. Acting's really hard. Um, but, uh, you know, you, uh, beginners get nervous in front of a camera. They, they get nervous when they have to hit their marks and it, it, there's this sort of fear. I don't have that anymore. You know, it's so funny. <clears throat> Just even the Zoom sometimes, like if we turned our cameras off, we should try this as an experiment one day. Because I wonder if the show would be, the podcast would be like, I, I don't know, just maybe even improved. Because even having the Zoom cameras on, occasionally I catch a glimpse of myself and I'm like, oh, oh. Or I do this weird thing because I'm like, oh, I don't want to have six chins. Well, we should all be in the same studio. We should all be in the same room with cameras rolling fine. We can't really notice them, but we should be we should be reacting off each other because if we're right, if we're interacting right. in this in this way at this level over Zoom or then imagine what it's like if we're all in the room together. That's why I keep advocating going back to the to a to well, a studio, you, a dedicated studio. You 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 wouldn't be able to be where you are right now. So. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> and I'd have to move. But I do think but, there's no, something about the we camera. Could, we, could, we we could do multiple uh, episodes in in one day or in a two day period. First of all, this is boring for people listening, but actually, <laughs> I actually up. never let us do that. I will tell everybody, I never let us do that for people listening that want a little inside baseball because it's really hard to talk about the episode if you've seen the next one. So I really uh, like that good, we do, yeah, we see a, the episode. A, that's a good point. That is a good point. I will stand down on that. All right. Anyway, good, we'll, we'll, we'll bore everyone later with our behind the scenes. And stuff. <laughs> so anyway, this scene was so, so first of all, the gypsy, gypsy was very, very important in this episode. Mm -hmm. And the scene where, so she's working on the car and you get this shot of Jess and oh my God, he looked, he had this pose. I don't know if people want to go back and look at it, but then when she says. We'll wait I, while you do. But anyway, <laughs> she says that's not her. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not her. That was painful because he was like smiling, like not smiling without smiling, mm -hmm. and just like, oh, there she is. His, like, heart, his heart fluttered. Totally. Oh my and god. And she knew, and she says that's not her. She cut her yeah. hair. Yeah. She man. was so important. So important. Boy, these two kids, these two wacky kids, man. They just yeah. they love each other, but man, he just needs to get his act together. Or she or she, she needs she to drop out of school and you know open up a, a, a you know some kind of a, a vegetable garden business or something and just be a hippie and just let it go. <laughs> be with Jess, right? I mean, that's the alternative. That's that's the other show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sliding doors. I mean, it could go a million different ways. <laughs> So I actually, okay, so then we, we do have that lane, that scene with Lane that we talked about, Lane and Lorelai. And then we get Emily on the phone, which I actually thought the Emily stuff was hysterical. Yeah. Emily and Richard and just they need these people at their table. And yep. you sort of, um, because the episode was so sensitive and had so much feeling, and then it was nice to go like, oh, Emily and Richard, crazy as ever. I mean, and just she, the, the 
just the interaction and like Loretta Bobbins, you know what? Like she's freaking out about that. Woman. She was melting down. Oh, like yeah. bring yeah. someone, Lorelai. <laughs> always, always good to see Emily at, at full throttle. You know. Yeah. And then yeah. she never can miss a beat because even though she's like so focused on filling her table, she's like, "Don't wear those pantyhose. You look like ten cents a dance." Which right. I was just like, "Is that even a phrase?" Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it just moves so fast. So I, I like the setup of the whole fundraiser, blah, blah, blah. So then we go into Luke's, and I thought that scene with Kirk and Miss Patty, he's all jazz hands, flaming baton. And then she's just like, he's like, are you listening? And she's like, not since the day you're born. <laughs> and it's just like, it wasn't, was it needed? No, for the plot, but it's just so good. Right. Great, great for the characters. Great for the relationships. Great. Oh, I do have a flag on the play, though. Bone to pick. Uh-oh. Okay. So you know how we have all this about Carrie, right? So if she is, so Liz is coming and staying with her and you had this like one night shenanigans, maybe at the prom, whatever. The town is the size of a pea. So why do you never see her? Yeah. Why do you never see she, her? I don't know that she lives, that Carrie lives in Stars Hollow. Does she? Did they say that she does? I, I don't know. I just assumed if Liz was staying with her. That's a good point. If she's like, staying why with her, would, she's I in mean, Stars I guess Hollow. they could have stayed at an inn together, but. I don't know. We, you know, we don't, we don't see every single character in Stars Hollow. I mean, wh- what do you think? A small town is a couple thousand, five thousand. I guess there. that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, how are you going to see all of them? Now we see her when we need to see her, right? She's not uh maybe she lives on the outskirts. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a mystery. Anyway. They couldn't make her deal. <laughs> right. Anyway. They threw so, big fat studio money at her and she said, no. Who knows? You know. So, okay. So that aside, that's sort of the one plot hole. And it kind of c- comes up later when you bump into the three girls, but we'll talk about it then. Okay. Right. So then we've got Liz and the earrings in the diner, which actually led to funny moments between Luke and Liz. Like they have a cool interaction. Yeah. I, you know, I thought he could have, I mean, I understand why he didn't want it in his diner. He's just who he is. And that's just how it is. But he could have let her, you know, I I was like, just let her sell some earrings. What's the big deal. But that means she's going to stay. If they sell, she's going to stay put. And, you know, he didn't want that. You know, he, he wants her to move on. He doesn't want to deal with it. Patty would buy the earrings, though, right? Like, it was a toss-up between Patty or Babette buying the earrings. I'm happy Patty did. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With Ikea... Your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really 
Any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, I'm Lance Bass, host of the new iHeart podcast, Frosted Tips with Lance Bass. The hardest thing can be knowing who to turn to when questions arise or times get tough or you're at the end of the road. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you're doing. Do you ever think to yourself, what advice would Lance Bass and my favorite boy bands give me in this situation? If you do, you've come to the right place because I'm here to help. This I promise you. Oh, God. Seriously, I swear. And you won't have to send an SOS because I'll be there for you. Oh, man. And so my husband Michael um hey that's me yep we know that Michael and a different hot sexy teen crush boy bander each week to guide you through life step by step oh not another one Mm -hmm. kids relationships life in general can get messy you may be thinking this is the story of my life oh just stop now if so tell everybody yeah everybody about my new podcast and make sure to listen so we'll never ever have to say bye 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 Listen to Frosted Tips with Lance Bass on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so there is something about Liz that's like, okay, so I don't know if you caught it, but she goes like, you need to nap, Jack. Everybody's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Like the way she talks is so 70s, like hippie, cool. Like you need a nap, Jack. Everybody's cool with the earrings. It's cool. Like, and I kind of like it. As a juxtaposition to Luke, who's so sort of uptight, grouchy. They really feel like siblings. Yeah. She seems like she's doing really good in this episode. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, she seems like she's, she's, I don't know, doing something good for herself. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, and obviously I don't know what happens, but I'm like, when's the ball going to drop? You know, I'm like. I I think the problem with that dynamic with the brother sister thing and he's coming to the rescue all the time and cleaning up the the messes is he's got a memory of he's got bad memories. Yeah. And she has a very short uh, 
a memory span and she has good memories. Mm -hmm. It's all positive for her because now, you know, she has the ability to, um, you know, to recreate her life all the time because she's always recovering. She's always in some kind of recovery. Um, so it doesn't, you know, they're, they're living on two different planes. That is such a great example that you just nailed it there, Scott, because the way she sees him, her right. brother, Luke right. is not the way he thinks she sees him. And we learn that so much through her conversation with Lorelai and the way she sees him as her hero, her savior. It's almost like in some ways it's amazing, but it also is why maybe she keeps failing. He'll save me. Yeah. He'll give me money. He'll get me a place to stay. She doesn't yeah. ever have to be. She gave her kid to him. Right. Totally. She's, it's always a super positive experience for her to be with him mm -hmm. because that's the hope for her that he's going to, like we talked about in the last episode, that he's going to show up. He's just going to keep giving, giving, giving. And mm -hmm. that's my brother. And I love him. He's going to yeah. be there for me. So that's great for her what are the effect what's the effect on him it's 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 horrible yeah. it's a horrible devastating effect well think about um, it the way she spoke about him to lorelei and we'll we'll get into the nitty-gritty of it is so different than the way he speaks about her they don't have the the relationship is not yeah. equal he is always having to do everything and she's like i love him he's my hero he saves right. me i mess right. up he fixes it i mess up he fixes it and he's like exhausted by it. It's. Yeah. What is that? Reciprocal. It's not reciprocal. That's the word. Their relationship is not reciprocal. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. Unrequited love. <laughs> it's That's just what, it's Daniel. just what brothers do. You know, it's just what a brother does. It's just what brothers do. Yeah. Yeah. It's big brothers. What they've always done. They'll always do it. And, uh, you know, well, he's got to find, he's got to find it deep within himself to forgive her and to get over it and to move forward with positivity, I guess. But he, he just, so you know, that brings up, she, she scares the hell out of him. Totally. Yeah. And that brings up something yeah. that I'm going to go out of order, but I think it's important because we're talking about it. Luke put that money in the car. Yeah. Like Probably. that was major. Like he can't not help these people. Right. So he could, he's so hurt by Jess, right? I mean, Jess just gave him the biggest gut punch ever. And mm -hmm. he went over to, cause he said, when I went over to gypsies, she was still work. She was about finished with the car. And so, you know, by that he's gone over there and he put that money up in the, and it's like, Oh my God, this guy hurt him so much, but that's his kid. So he's like, he needs that money. I, I you know, that, that was a brilliant scene between Jess and Luke, but I, I think it was incredibly unfair mm. and petty and easy and cheap shots. It was just, you know, Luke was formed, uh, you know, people are formed through their experiences, right? And they are who they are through their experiences in life. That's what mm -hmm. teaches them. And that's how Luke became. Mm -hmm. Um, and for somebody to just rip the mask off like that, uh, mm -hmm. I thought it was cruel and I thought it showed um, a depravity on Jess's part uh, that 
is completely uh, debilitating him, Jess. Mm. I think it said. I think it said more about Jess than it than it does about Luke. And I think mm. there's some truth, even though there's some truth to what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the manner in which that information was delivered was cruel, and it was heartless, and it was mean spirited. Right. Yeah. Which is and why Lorelai calls him out. Keep going. Keep going. Deep, d- deeply troubled person, uh, and and my opinion of him went down a couple of notches. Um, it's it's either he's so troubled mm-hmm. uh, that he's lashing out at everything, which is probably the case because he mm-hmm. was, you know, it looks like he was raised by a couple of addicts <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who didn't want to bother with him. Um, so this is a deep seated anger. This is a rage. So, the, you know, Milo is filled with rage. And I think that's especially what Lorelai is responding to stay with my daughter, because even though you have these other personalities, you have these other qualities. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Your rage wipes them all out. So mm-hmm. stay away from her because one moment could end my daughter's future with you. And he's single-handedly like crushing the two people mm-hmm. closest yeah, to Lorelai. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's one common denominator. This guy is ruining their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is. The, and hurting uh, them so badly. Yeah. The ultimate rebel, the ultimate bad boy. Um, but boy, he just, he just ripped Luke a new one. Now there is okay so wow. I guess there is some truth to what he said in that he's not wrong like that Luke is always trying to fix things but Luke does yeah, it with there such was good truth. intentions and also he Luke does it out of love now he's not wrong but the other thing that he's not factoring in with Liz now he knows it the reason your Luke is worried about Liz is because of the past so even if she's doing well now He's so like worried, like this is just going to be like all the rest. Well, I think it's a sign of strength in Luke that people try to call him out, that it's actually a sign of their weakness when they say these things like, Mm -hmm. I never asked you to help me. That Mm -hmm. to me is a sign of extraordinary weakness Mm -hmm. and ingratitude on somebody's part when they say Mm -hmm. that. That is the worst thing you could, that's the most revealing thing you could say to somebody. Mm-hmm. I never asked you to do that. When somebody steps up and does the right thing for somebody mm-hmm. and then resents that person for doing it because they don't feel like they want to owe somebody something. Well, because I never asked you to do that. Well, and that's because but, hey, they're saved, both But troubled. you saved my ass. Okay. But screw you because you have problems. And, you know, you want to feel like a martyr and you want to do this. Well, guess what? You're just trying to justify your own crappy behavior and ingratitude toward a person that you owe respect to. So that's why I thought it was such a low blow, because people like that drive me crazy. Drive me nuts. It is 100. It's 100 percent a low blow, but just playing devil's advocate. I feel like Jess is also in he does. He did this to Rory. He knows that Rory's so much better than him that he has to go away. You know what I mean? Like at least that's the Which impression at the I got. Core when he is left. like his insecurity. Like I'm not good enough for her. A hundred percent. Shut up. Yeah, but you I, are. But I think he feels the same way about Luke. Yeah. Like I think he genuinely thinks this person's like the only father figure he's ever had, and he doesn't want to be there to ruin his life. Like in a weird way. Like I do get that impression. 
it doesn't make it right. But like I, right. I am he, it's almost like, like he's I doing think, it for the right reasons, even though right. they're so in his screwy, head, right. in his they're head, so, it's the right reason. I, they're so yeah, screwy, but it's like, maybe. I think in Rory's case, yes. In Luke's case, it's a bit of a stretch for me to get there. Um, okay. You know, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think subconsciously people do do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting take. Um, but still, um, I, but one of the great moments of purity and nobility that he displayed on the show was when he didn't say anything on the telephone, when he called her from Venice beach, right. didn't say anything. It was like, I'm here. Uh, the world society has erased me. I'm here. I love you, but I can't love you. And I can't be in your life. I, I thought it was one of the pure moments his characters had uh, right, right. True, truly mm. seeing what he was. It was a true, beautiful moment of of introspection. Well, I can't and, wait to hear your thoughts on the end of this episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was Jess's most honest moment. Yeah, you and, mean the silent phone call? And he, because he knows what he brings to the table, and he knows that he can't be that guy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it's, it was, it, it was really his, tragic. It really was, but it was, it was beautiful for his character. It was, it was, he, he really went deep on that one. I mean, his go-to is leaving though. His yeah. go-to move because he left the, when the car crashed, he left, then he leaves on the bus and then now he's leaving again. It's like his go-to when, well, he left like three times this episode. <laughs> Like Rory That's kept seeing Jess point, and he'd be like, ah, and like run away, run away, run, run away. away. And on the last scene, we see that Rory's like, no, this is my right. town. I get Such to leave first, point. not right. you. Right, right. Um, yeah, I. And, yeah. I. and I know he's been left, essentially. His dad left him. His mom gave him away. So he, so he knows it from past behavior. When the going gets oh, tough, you just haul ass. You give up. That's really interesting. 100% right. That's like the learn. That's what he's learned yeah. to do, to leave. He and quits. So, yeah, he quits yeah. life. He quits people. He quits on himself. He knows how to quit. Yeah. He is, he is the definition of a quitter. And uh, it's tragic because he's so... Yeah. He's so appealing in so many ways and he's so smart and he's so, you know, he's that guy that needs somebody that's not related to him to come into his life and inspire him to, mm-hmm. to stop quitting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. somebody, cause there's, there's such a, a, a well of talent there. You mm-hmm. just know it. You just feel it. Yeah. That, that Jess can do, will do extraordinary things. That's really uh, true. It's a non-relative. Like he needs like the boss yeah. or the coach or the, the whoever. It's, it's, it's just a, ra- it's a random person. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, maybe he ends up in city college somewhere and there's a professor who sees the potential in him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one mm-hmm. thing leads to another. And, right. and the next thing you know, he's, you know, he's creating headlines. So I, I see him as, as having that depth of talent because he's so smart. Hey there, I'm Holland Roden, and I am the host of a new podcast called Hallerback Now. The moon is full on Beacon Hills and the wolves are coming out again. You know me as Lydia Martin from Teen Wolf. 
And on this podcast, we will rewatch every episode from the beginning. So join me and my favorite Teen Wolf stars and friends as we reunite the cast, the crew, and the heroes and the villains. We'll be sharing every gory detail with you. Because as if 100 episodes wasn't enough, I am bringing you all the behind the scenes. There's going to be so much more from each episode. Nothing is off limits. And, oh, that's right. We'll be talking about Teen Wolf, the movie. I cannot wait. The wolves are howling once again. What can I say? So, Howler Back Now. And join us each week. Listen to Howler Back Now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's talk about, to me, what is one of the most important scenes in this episode. There's probably a couple. The interaction between Lorelai and Liz. So Lorelai comes up to the truck. <laughs> she, yeah, she thinks it's scene. Luke. It's not Luke. And, oh, you're the, you're the wife. <laughs> I'm not, I'm actually not the wife. And she says, huh, you look like his type. There was a few little subliminal things in there that I was like, oh, wow. And then she says, oh. 
And in that same convert in that same conversation, Lorelai go uh, like calls Luke maybe one of the only yes right. There's two things in that. Those are the two things that are so important. And then you really get the insight of Liz where she says, "I'm a pain in his ass," and Lorelai says, "Aren't we all?" You know, I, I screw up, he fixes it. I screw up, he fixes it. I'm out of money, he gives me money. I need a place to stay, he finds me a place to stay. And then she even acknowledges, like, I should have sent Jess to him sooner sooner and yeah. she says my hero so to me like that scene and now she wants to move back yeah <laughs> but it's just such an important scene and that you're right she says he's one of the only good ones and then she says by friend and customer not wife like it just was like I know. Like, she knows. She well, knows. I'm, of course she knows. She gives the earrings and says, oh, you could give this to your wife or Lorelai. I know. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. What did you yeah. think? And then what does he do? He of gives course, right. That, Nicole's such a waste of her breath. So, Scott, because you're really seeing that scene, because you're not in that scene, even though it's all about you, for the first time. So, as Scott, who is a.k.a. Luke, like, were you like, oh, wow. What did you think? That is interesting. It's character development for Luke without yes. him being in the, in the yes. scene. That's such a good <laughs> way to say it. You know, I, I think it shows Lorelai being concerned for Luke and his emotional well-being mm -hmm. after being ripped apart by Jess overall. I don't think that that's happened yet. That scene with okay. Liz I'm, happened I said before. overall. I didn't oh, overall. I wasn't specific about it. Um, and then now here's the mother. Here's the person who created the Jess. I mean, which is worse, right? Mm. So I think it's it, it's Lorelai showing a level of concern for Luke's well-being. It's like, I'm going to talk to this person. Uh, she doesn't trust Liz as much as she doesn't trust mm -hmm. Jess. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. was an interview. And it was like to get us a, a feel, to get a sense. Mm. Not that she initiated it she thought it was luke and ran up um but i mean there's oh. a lot of distance between those two and it's like i don't trust you liz you are the creator of jess so you're worse than jess oh i so, did not even think of that and liz you is there you know liz is sitting there you know uh, lottie don things are going to be great isn't it wonderful she doesn't understand there's th she's so unaware of the effect she's had over the years, uh, she's so unaware that nobody trusts her. There's not a single person that trusts her. Her son doesn't trust her. Her brother mm -hmm. doesn't trust her. And now, obviously, Lorelai doesn't trust her. So and she's not worthy. Is she worthy? So how far down, you know, the scale of on human existence uh, is she? where she's this very likable personality, this very jovial, happy, positive, cool, you know, hippie, devil-may-care personality. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, she's not stupid. Um, and she's got a new fella, and things are maybe turning around for her. You know, and she's just completely unaware that she is unacceptable. And that what needs to happen is for her to have, you know, her come to Jesus moment and clean up her act and realize that she owes people a ton of apologies all over the place. And so to go work on yeah, herself a little bit instead of, instead of trying to have another guy come in the scene 
who has the nerve to stand there and call me and, you know, throw an expletive at me because I'm a concerned brother. It's like, you know, F him. Well, right. Are you serious? I mean, I've, I've been in that situation. I've talked to guys like that, that were with my sister and then she just, she had a long line. Here I go again. I'm not going to go. I'm sorry. I'm going to. No, don't be sorry. I'm not going to go there. But it's, but it's, you know, what the Paladinos are giving us is the Mm -hmm. light cleaned up version of horrible things. Mm -hmm. Well, horrible things. And and, and they're making it so fascinating. They're making it digestible. They're making it palatable. Yeah. Well, you brought up something so fascinating. Which is the genius of it. How do you take something that dark and that destructive? And make it entertaining and funny. Well, because you make those characters likable. Yeah. But here's my question. Is it a good idea to do that to a character like Liz? Who is, you know, she's an addict and she screwed up her son and she, you know. Right. Why are, oh. why, is, is, is there. I don't you're know. Bringing I don't up something, get, Scott, you're bringing up something so fascinating. But is there a civic duty on the part of creators not to to rehabilitate these awful characters in this way. I don't know, because here's what I'm thinking about now that you, you pointed out two things I really want to ask you about. Number one, you're right. So why are they sugarcoating something? I like Liz, right? right? I like right? Liz. And I have literally forgotten that she gave her kid away. Like, right. I'm just like giving her a hall pass for that. Like right. she literally abandoned her child. Yes. Which is really, really bad. Really yes. bad. Yes, it is. And I have completely given her a pass. So I thought that's such an interesting point. Like she is so likable and I'm like, why is she being so tough on her? But it's like, she gave up her kid to him. And I do think we are glossing over that. So here's the other side of it. You know, you as the person, you are me, the person I am, Danielle. Okay. We haven't had a different experience through life. We, We handle things in a different way. When we get in trouble, we get out of whatever. We have a willpower. There's a willpower. Certain people don't have that. Liz is a person that doesn't have that. So do you accept that as a justifiable argument to excuse this behavior and to continue to forgive and to continue to hope? Well, I did. And to continue to engage yourself in that person's life. I did until you brought it up. Until you've said it to me this way, which is making me think. And I think the other thing is, and I know you don't want to necessarily go there but because you have such personal experience with something like that you're seeing it so clearly almost where you're like Mm -hmm. luke is not happy and he is right to feel that way where i'm kind of like lottie dottie da liz is cool she makes earrings she's funny she's she's cute and it's like you're right i've completely ignored the fact she gave up her kid and also that she's letting her kid just go off. She Luke is the one giving the money. Luke is the one checking on the car and Jess. Liz is like not even caring that Jess is off going. We don't even know where the hell he's going. Yeah. Because even in her recovered state, right? Like she, you know, let's say she is an addict. Like she's doing well right now, so it seems. But she still doesn't have the capacity to look after her child, who's in the same city as her and clearly Right. Mm-hmm. God, Danielle, that's so right. And then, Scott, I thought you said something so interesting. You said Lorelai goes up. And Lorelai's being Lorelai. She's so cute and bubbly and sweet. But she's interviewing Liz. Now, I thought Liz passed that interview because I thought the takeaway from that scene 
was Lorelai had a better understanding of Liz. And my gut was when she walked away from the truck, she liked Liz. Yeah. But I thought you're right. Like it, it wasn't so obvious, but like, yeah, she should be questioning Liz. Liz is the mother who abandoned this hoodlum who has literally devastated her daughter. She was actually quite kind to Liz. She could have come in hot and been like, what is up with you? You sent this kid here who broke my daughter's heart. I, I don't I don't know that you want to engage a personality like that right off the first meeting in that way. But, <laughs> um, right, right, right. Obviously, right. I, mean, I think I mean, you'd it, be right. a little, yeah. Um, you'd be coming you'd be, in feisty, right? Yeah, you'd be you'd be a little more cautious, and, and not that you would be justified, but um, you know that could bend uh, Luke's mind around, and then he'd he'd open up a can of whoop ass on on Lorelai. So to speak, you know what I mean? Like, why are you talking to my sister? Well, right, because that, that has back that happened before. Remember their right. big fight? Backlash, right? So maybe it should have. I don't know. But listen, Liz's entire adult life has been a cry for help. That's what addicts do. Everything they do is a cry for help. Whether somebody answers them or not, it's irrelevant because they don't change. Some do. They get the right treatment, right? Mm -hmm. But all Liz is doing, she's coming back. It's a cry for help. New guy, cry for help. She's everybody mm -hmm. in her life. Uh, how she treats Jess now. And you, that scene in uh, Luke's uh, apartment. Oh, we're all together. This is a mm -hmm. magical configuration. It's all come together. <laughs> right, Can't you feel right, it, guys? Right. And nobody was feeling it. Okay. <laughs> Except for maybe TJ. TJ a little bit, right. And, um, and she's so, very entitled, comes into the diner, takes the steaks, takes the pie, which you're kind of like, oh, that's, know. You're, you know, but that is sort of rude. I, and I didn't get that when, when I watched it, I was like, oh, let her have the steaks, like let her have the pie. Stop being a, a D word, Luke. The behavior, the <laughs> behavior of addicts, that personality is, it, it, it's unpredictable, bizarre. Um, you know, you would, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe the kind of behavior and the kind of situations and how inappropriate the behavior is. It's this, well, right, this complete you're right. disconnect. We have really forgiven her. I, I really did. Daniel, I don't know about you, but I did not think of any of this when I watched no, it. I, I just didn't. gave her the hall pass, letter of the pie. He's making the chili. This is so great. You're not supposed to. You're not. It's because everybody who is probably screaming at their car radios right now or <laughs> their iPhone saying, Scott, it's just a TV show. Let us enjoy it. Yes, right. I agree. There's that. So there's that. It's just yeah. a yeah. TV show. And that's another point of view. It's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Both can be right. Both can be right. Because, right. Danielle, what were you going to say? I was going to say um, uh, what I didn't catch through this is like there is that scene where luke is like really mm -hmm. drunk like he obviously is not processing jess or liz like in a in a way that makes him comfortable you know what i mean so like there is it, i don't know he was it's just a, devastated a yeah it's just a clue that there's like definitely turmoil within luke during this you know during jess and liz being right home. i'm wondering if amy and dan who wanted both to be true, Scott. They want you to 
Take it just how you're taking it. And also take it as it's a TV show. Enjoy it. Because they're giving us both. Why would they give us that intense scene of like Jess saying, I don't like any of the guys, but she's going to do what she's going to do. And you have to fix everybody. You always have to be the good guy. Like focus on your own life and leave everyone alone. Like that was so heavy and dramatic that it's not just a TV show. Well, people, I mean, I think the reason that Amy and Dan did that is because when you're watching, you relate to one or the other. You know, like you can be like, oh, I have somebody in my life that's constantly trying to meddle in that I don't Mm. want to. Or, you know, like on the flip side, like I am the person that fixes things. Why can't they, you know, appreciate it? Like it's like getting, I don't know, like every person that's watching is taking something differently away from it. I'll tell you, everybody's feeling something. And I think that's their job as they see it. It's like, how do we make the audience feel? How does this, how, and and boy, they made me feel. (laughs) Well, that's why they're making everybody feel. They're making babies feel. They're making seven year old kids feel. Yeah. That's exactly my point because, like, the character of Liz does not, like, really, when I'm watching her, I take it at face value. I don't She makes earrings. It's cool. Everything's cool. Exactly. It's It's cool. But Scott has a different reaction to that. And then, like, another example is Lane for me. I relate so much to Lane, but you guys don't. You know, it's like it's different characters mean things What's to different people. almost astounding me right now and why I like this podcast so much is, Scott, I'm, I'm now, I'm trying to see this episode through your eyes, right? And you're right. Like, Luke is right. Scott Patterson is right. Like, I was watching it. It's just a TV show. I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Like, this was messy. Like, why am I just forgiving Liz where I did? And I like her. And I like TJ. And I'm like, like, we can talk about that ending scene where Luke is being such a cool guy to, to TJ. So cool. And TJ's just like, you're a dick. And it's like, that was gnarly, but huh? I get why he's saying that because he loves Liz. And so he sees everybody seeing things through different lenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Both are true. I think Luke deserved that. Um, he was being a, a D to, to TJ. He was. Mm-hmm. He just dismissed him right away. Right. Well, TJ doesn't him. understand that there's been, you know, there's been 20 TJs. Yes. And they've all treated her badly. Yeah. And they've all yes. beat her up. And they've all put her in the hospital. And it's all bad. And he's just like not gonna give this guy a chance. But you know. And then he's doing but, it. He is giving him a chance, like Luke always does with Liz. Mm-hmm. Gives her another well, chance. Just the way it's just the way he came around at the end and said, you know, you know what? I I <laughs> He, he, he kind of deserved that shot. He <laughs> He's like, you should, I was thinking. But I also yeah. thought it was so sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. It was. It's like every time this guy gets vulnerable, he gets slammed. <laughs> yeah, because then that's so true. Like if I were Luke, I'd be like, oh, God. And thank God Lorelai walked up. What do you, so obviously he was going to give her the earrings. First of all, if I was Nicole, I'd be like, we need to be done because you do not like me. You do not want to sleep at my house. And you're giving Lorelai earrings. Mm-hmm. 
Nicole's not he's around not to see right. those she things. She doesn't know the earrings. She doesn't know that he's going over to fix the window. Like, and we don't Nic- know that. Nicole is busy reading legal briefs, right? right? And we haven't even talked about the drunky, bloody hand scene and the tenderness. And okay, the flag oh, on the play. No blood. There was no blood. Where was the blood? There was plenty of no. blood. Scott's hand was covered, covered in blood. In blood. And Lorelai gets a band-aid and goes like yeah, this. Right. <laughs> and there's just blood everywhere and just a little <laughs> band-aid. <laughs> and she, I'm like, she didn't clean what up the mess. is she happening? I know. I know. I did think the yeah. scene between the two of them, though, I literally wrote, they're married. They're married. Because she's like, yeah. Want to tell me about it? Want to tell me what happened? Like, it's yeah. just like. And then Lorelai and Jess, that confrontation. I mean, I know we have to go, but like that confrontation was amazing. We haven't even talked about Jason and Lorelai and Jason and his father. That was awkward. <laughs> How's your golf game? Getting so awkward. Let's talk about that. And there was some funny parts. Let's Sorry, talk- Danielle, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, let's talk about that because I really want to talk about the Jess scene. Just like we the got I like, love you. Like the very last scene. Yeah. Go for it. Just do it yeah. now. Do that one. How do you guys feel about it? Like, I want to know how you guys felt about Jess saying, I love you. He loves her. You know, he, he, he ran away from her, what, two or three times. Mm-hmm. And he just, you can't run away from your heart, man. You know? I think what else is he going to say? It's Isn't that totally a groovy, true. Groovy line? <laughs> you can't run away from your heart. It kinda, it's like, what else is he going to say? It's the truth. Yeah. It made me tear up for sure. But it was also like one of those things I think Rory has been wanting to hear that for so long. And she kind of gave, you know, she kind of told him he loved her in her own weird way when that phone call scene. But for this time, like, he was just like, I love you. And just like so blatantly told her. I don't know. It just made me feel some kind of way. Well, and it had me like, shook. Oh, like, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. This guy, this guy is so, like, in, ter- at, like, turmoil. Like, if, like, for me, I'm like, just why aren't you staying? Just stay and make out with her and, like, <laughs> you know, hang out with her and say sorry. Like, he's not doing that. Like, for somebody mm-hmm. you love so yeah, much, right, why right, aren't right. you? Well, why well, aren't you trying? Does it mean that he said I love you? Like he said I love you and drove away. Yeah. That's not helping her with closure. Uh-huh. Like that's just gonna make her love him saying. more. It's like I love that he said that, but I'm also like, then why aren't you trying to make it work? And why aren't you trying to get your act together? And you know, like if you think Rory is so much better than you then like, why aren't you putting in the work to make yourself better to feel like you can't? Right. Because people are, because because people are like, messy. He's not there. Because he, he's not in a stable. He doesn't have a home. He's not in a stable place where he can work on himself, really. You know, he's got to get, he's got to get an apartment. He's got to get a job. He's got to get back into yeah. school. I mean, that's going to take a bit, right? Yeah. He's, in, he's not in no state where he can work on himself at this moment. You know, it's just, it's... Listen, I, I think Rory is really fighting and Lorelai's helping her fight this urge to, to save Jess. It's like, mm. don't do this. It'll ruin your life. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee. You might have some bliss for a year and then it could all turn bad because look at his history. And she's fighting that. And Rory knows that that is the path to take. It's just that she loves the guy. 
she knows that these two could be, you know, legendary. Uh, she could have a legendary love with this kid. Yeah. You know, it could be wonderful. How long will it last though? That's the problem. It's just so much and heartache right now. Oh. She's worked so hard mm-hmm. all these years to get to Yale and she's doing so well. And here's this kid, you know, and boy, these are the big life decisions that people have to make when they're very young and they're very difficult to do. And she's really struggling with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't envy her, her position right now because she feels that kid and, and yeah. they're meant to be together. And they could be great together and you can just see it and feel it and want it to happen. But man, it could just blow up her life in ways she'll never be able to recover from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, sliding doors. Scott, talk about about dramatic tension. Because her life can go two ways. Like think of the, say she runs after him and off she goes. That changes the whole course of her life. But if she's, deals with this heartache and goes back to Yale and does Yale. Her life goes a totally different way, Logan. Um, anyway. And, and, and how is she going to feel <laughs> if she never gives this a chance, right? Right. And 10, 15 years down the road, she's married. She's got a couple of kids. She's got a nice job in journalism. And she's kind of ho-hum suburban life. And she's not, she loves her husband, but it ain't Jess. You know what I mean? There's only right, one Right, right. You know, so does she so want right. to be that girl? So there's all kinds of decisions to make, right? Yeah. Totally. Every, have you, have you, uh, you know, let's throw it back on you two ladies. Has there been a Jess in your life when you were young? Oh, that's such a good question. Thank you very much. I've had like 50 Jesses and thank God I didn't, <laughs> thank God I didn't end up with any of them because <laughs> Jesses can be bad. Although the problem is I know a year in the life. So it's like, Jess isn't bad, but she should have ended up with Jess. That's probably would have been the great move for her. But at the time, like Jesses are bad. Yeah. Danielle, is your husband a Jess, a Logan or a Dean? You don't know Logan. I don't know Logan. I can't answer that question. I can't. <laughs> your husband, you married I can answer. Mm-hmm. I did. He's a, he's a Jogan. <laughs> Jogan, is that a thing? A That's jogan. A, a a jogan would be he's a Jessum. A jogan would be the ultimate. He's a gene. Actually, uh, how do you say all three? Uh, because if you could Logan, combine all Jess three, yeah, if you could uh, combine I, I, all three, uh, a jogadine, a jogadine, <laughs> jogadine. <laughs> <laughs> From the background, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. The Scott Patterson just crushed the podcast and she nailed it. Give it again. A Jogadine. The three-headed beast. That's we're literally gonna Jogadine. tell her she's just now become iconic and we're going to use that constantly. Yeah, become iconic. Jogadine. We're going to use that. <laughs> that is so perfect. Because a Jogadine is the ultimate dude. Oh my God. We have to start using that when we do rapid fire with guests. Oh my God. Wait, do you I have favorite it. lines? I mean, I just love the whole episode. So it's like, I don't even know what my favorite line was. Mine's from Emily in the beginning. She goes, Richard, I need a gimlet. <laughs> that actually was <laughs> so good. That was good. And I just got to squeeze this in, but honorable clown pillow mention. At oh yeah. 40. I didn't even see it. But obviously. <laughs> 
came in hot in the beginning of the episode. I'm not the wife. It's probably my, I'm not the wife. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I. I. I don't usually. I want to re- usually recuse myself on favorite lines for Luke, but mm-hmm. I think he delivered the coup de gras on this one. Give it. Uh, uh, when he said to Jess at, toward the end of that scene that was so revealing, um, and referencing, uh, uh, referring to TJ as he's a grown man with an edge sketch. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sent me over the edge that, <laughs> yep. was, that was a line thank you okay very much. so i don't know whether we do one to ten kirk walkie talkies or one to band-aids. ten band-aids or i was gonna say one to ten amc ambassador cars which one do you guys want to do uh, you like want to do three. one to ten bloody hands <laughs> yeah one to ten bloody hands sure oh wait a minute what, what, what he said something what did he say about his hand i got a handful of barbie what oh the yeah heck that what does that mean I don't Sorry, know. it's probably really obvious, and I just you know. I, I heard it, there was there was a couple lines where I'm like, wait, what? What's a handful Bl- of Barbie? Do you want to do bloody hands, pop tarts? We had pop tarts. Wait a minute, they were Jackie, Barbie band aids. Oh, thank Jackie you, Jackie. She what put she Barbie. Say? They were Barbie uh, band aids. Oh, I get a handful of Barbie band aids. I was thinking like barbed wire, look like barbed wire. I'm like, the, are you sure you don't want to do Band-Aid? one to 10 Kirk walkie talkies? <laughs> no. no. Okay, Scott, you pick. No. you pick. No, you pick. sorry. You're I want to do, I want to do. Liz's earrings. No, no. Mm-hmm. no. I want to do one to 10 um, ambassador cars. Am- okay, ambassador cars. Okay. What are they yeah. called? What is it? AMC it's ambassadors? Was it an AMC? I want to do one to ten AMC ambassadors. Yeah. Okay, you go. Uh, oh, you'll go last. Danielle, do you want to go first? Sure. 9.5. Nine. Ten. Wow. I just ten. look these. It's, it's, it's how many episodes in a row that have been perfection. I just think season four is uh, yeah. killing it. Not only is it a it's ten, Russian. Joe Gadeen for life. Jogadine for life. Huh? <laughs> That's huh? what we should have done. 9.5. We should have done Jogadine. Okay, so what's next week? Season four, episode 14, The Incredible Sinking And we're more Lorelai. than halfway through season four. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Ooh. Well, that's going to wrap it, folks. Uh, 2023. Yeah, welcome to 2023. The mountains are calling. Uh, the goats are yodeling and I got to get up there. I just got to get up there. Well, I got to strap on the skis and just get up that hill and then get down that hill. And get you can ski hill. because later this week you've got interviews and pop culture. So bye-bye. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody. Thanks for downloading best fans on the planet. Um, have a great 2023. Uh, I hope all your dreams come true. Mm, and uh, we love sweet. y'all. And uh, and that's it. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. 
Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.